Let's welcome into the conversation political contributor Steve Gill out of Nashville this morning, a friend of the show. Steve, what do you make of it? Because our city council is running with this. We need to ban pretextual traffic stops because folks in the city of Memphis are terrorized by the men and women in blue. But as you just heard Tracy say, if the cops are not acting as a deterrent, seems to me these kids aren't scared of the MPD. Well, they're not scared of the MPD or the DA, who, who you know, again, has the catch-and-release mentality that has helped foster this uh, this out-of-control crime wave in Memphis. I think it's interesting, 25% of Memphians in this poll say that they've been victims of crime. What percent say they've been perpetrators of crime? What is it, like 35% have actually committed crimes? What 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 would poll that poll number be? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a fair question. And again, the the comments we've been getting every single day as we've topped 10,000 followers on our Stop Memphis Crime page is that we can have a crime commission come out with these surveys that say that ultimately crime is decreasing in a niche category. But the reality here across the city of Memphis and Shelby County is that we are lawless and it's getting worse, not better. But I did want to and talk... The are de- and the officials are denying it. Like, you know what? Yeah, I think anybody that's uh, that's had friends, family, or had any attention to uh, alcohol addiction, drug addiction, or anything else, the first step is to admit you have a problem. And the problem in Memphis is that the Memphis leadership is unwilling to admit that there is a problem. You cannot deal with the problem until you first admit there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well said. Can we talk about Steve Cohen for a minute, Congressman Steve Cohen? Because he took the House floor yesterday. And with the 45 seconds that they gave him, this was issue number one for Congressman Steve Cohen, the radical Democrat in District 9 here. He represents me. It's unfortunate. I'm about ready to move out, Steve. But anyhow, he wanted to, instead of address crime, address E. Jean Carroll and how she stood up to one of the, quote, most powerful people on the planet. But he couldn't mention the name of the former president. Take a listen. Cut one. I rise today to recognize the courage, the fortitude, and the sheer patriotism of E. Jean Carroll. You may have heard something about her involved in a recent court case, which followed another court case, in which Ms. Carroll received a very favorable judgment by juries of her fellow citizens who heard and weighed all the evidence, free of political ads. Here we shall not name the defendant because we're talking about American heroes and a movable force and an inspiration for all Americans. We should be heartened that Ms. Carroll, at a terrible personal cost, did not shrink from taking on the most powerful person in the world, not Taylor Swift, the other guy, in a world to bring him to justice and hold him accountable for his terrible deeds. Ms. Carroll did not waver, even as the minions of her abuser attacked her in the most vile and despicable ways. E. Jean Carroll was a steady, had steady grace and determination, and the jury saw her, and they saw her truth. As she summed it up, her case is a huge defeat for every bully who has tried to keep a woman down. I hope all Americans find a glimmer of hope that we may be the country we must be to survive, and that no one, no matter how powerful, is above the law. Someone find that man his man card. Please, Steve. My gosh. <laughs> well, Chicken Man, once again, embarrassing Memphis by his very presence, uh, yeah, there's that old phrase of pot calling the kettle black. This is a case of the whack job calling the whack job a hero. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, the, the the idea that she was standing up to power, she was being funded by uh, by those who are attacking Donald Trump. Her her entire case was a lie. She could not identify the day, 
the week, the month, or the year that this supposed assault took place. And the reason she couldn't do that is because it did not take place. And also, if she'd been specific about a date, a time, a place, or anything, uh, it would have been pretty easy for Donald Trump to say, wait a minute, I've got the air traffic uh, records that show I was in California that day or that week. I was out of the country. You know, her whole thing was, was based on this I was raped scheme that the jury listened to only part of the evidence because the evidence exonerating Trump was denied by yeah. the Democrat partisan judge. Uh, even listening to part of the evidence, the jury said, no, you didn't get raped. So, so Donald Trump is accused of defamation for saying, I didn't rape her when the jury said he didn't rape you. Uh, and yet you've got guys like Cohen and the view and others screaming about the, the, um, the heroism of this uh, nut job, whack job, who went on uh, CNN and claimed that, that rape is not violent. Rape is, is sexy. It's a fantasy. <laughs> Steve, I'm going to pretend I just did not hear that and block that out, but you're exactly right. Those were her exact <laughs> words when she sat down with Anderson and Cooper. In that, and in that kind of sexy voice that she's trying to uh, you, uh, seduce you uh, know, the host, Steve, like, lady, he's gay. You've got no shot. You know, for me, if it is true and the allegations that Trump sexually assaulted this woman, say all of it is true, which it's not, as you just pointed out accurately. If you are a victim of rape, and in her case, it's, I guess, quote unquote, sexy rape. Is this how you would respond when you got your justice? Take a listen to this woman. She sat down with Rachel Madcow over on MSNBC. You've talked about using some of Trump's money that you're about to get um, to help shore up women's rights. Do you know what that might be, what that might look like? Yes, Rachel. Yes. Tell me. I had such, such great ideas (laughs) for all the good I'm going to do with this money. First thing, Rachel, you and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely (laughs) new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? It's yours, Rachel. Penthouse and uh, France? You want? All right. I I had enough. This woman gets paid $30 million a year by MSNBC to be a journalist. What journalist goes along with that crap? Well, and again, you know, all the evidence in this case points to the fact that she's a complete nut job. She she posed on the front page of a magazine. I'm talking about E. Jean Carroll. We all know that Bad Cow is a nut job. But E. Jean Carroll poses on the front page of a magazine in the supposed coat dress that she was wearing the day this assault took place. Uh, and yet the company that manufactures it says, we didn't even manufacture that dress until like four or five years later. Uh, this is the same woman who um, has... has has uh, uh, claimed that uh, Apprentice was her favorite show to watch. Really, that's that's you're watching the guy who supposedly raped you and, and loving his show. Yeah, she's uh, a she grifter. also uh, watched uh, Law and Order. There was an episode of Law and Order that was this exact fantasy fake hoax uh, a couple of years before she came up with this scheme. And again, we we have to remember she only came up with this claim that uh, that Trump had done something to her when she was on a book tour where her book was not selling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the last audio, or one before that, Steve Cohen did drop, I guess, Taylor Swift, because she finds herself at the middle of controversy. And so Taylor Swift, in I believe it was a political piece, said that Marsha Blackburn, the senator that is up for re-election against Gloria Johnson, is Trump in a wig. 
Now, Marsha Blackburn was on Newsmax, their morning show yesterday, and responded to that claim. Take a listen, and we'll come back and react and cut to. I want to ask you about Taylor Swift. So she spends a whole lot of time in your home state of Tennessee, even though she was born in Mississippi. <laughs> Newsweek had a poll yesterday that found that 18% of voters would actually vote for whoever Taylor Swift told them to vote for. In 2020, in a documentary, she said that you were Donald Trump in a wig. How do you respond to that? And what's your take on the impact she could have in November? Taylor Swift is really a popular, very talented young woman. She has built quite an empire. I am so, so thrilled that she has chosen to base that in Nashville. She is considered to be an influencer. I think when it comes to elections, people look at the, the issues that are important to them and they make their decisions. Right now, we know that the border, the open border, the Biden border policy, that is something at the top of the list for so many people, certainly in Tennessee. The border is issue number one. Classy response by Senator Blackburn. Now, her opponent, Gloria Johnson, a state rep, responded, quote, she tagged Taylor Swift on X. Taylor Swift and the Swifties have Marsha Blackburn shaking in her boots so much that Marsha pivoted to mention an issue that the GOP is refusing to fix. Y'all, karma is real, and karma will be the voters that vote her out. Your response, and we'll wrap up. I, I think the host doing the interview with Taylor was wrong. I don't think she was born in Mississippi. I think she was born in, like, Illinois or somewhere. Now, I'm not a Swiftie expert, so I don't want to claim that, but somebody can go to Wikipedia and figure out that I think the host didn't even know the correct answer to where was Taylor born. Uh, and she's you know, really moved to both uh, intellectually and otherwise to, to L.A. And, and the liberal left extreme, uh, as, as kind of demonstrated with her uh, shot at, at Marshall Blackburn. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the interesting thing about, about Taylor Swift is, you know, they're, they're making a big deal that maybe she'll endorse Bill Biden or something like that. She's made an entire career writing and publishing and performing songs about her bad choices in men. So when she makes a choice, whether it was Bill Bredesen, who Marsha Blackburn beat by, I think, 10 points, uh, or Joe Biden, she's just keeping her same track record of her bad choices in men. On that note, we'll leave it there. Steve, appreciate your analysis. I know you don't talk and think about Taylor Swift often, but she is in the center of the news. So here we are. Steve, as always, guys, go, go follow. Niners. Go. <laughs>